Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the Home Edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinemiles, the podcast where we walk home from the movies and occasionally the movies get cancelled and put to exclusive streaming services. <laughs> and then we just watch them on St. Stephen's Day. You know, that kind of thing. And sometimes... Or sorry, Boxing Day, if this is the UK. We call it St. Stephen's Day in Ireland. <laughs> and sometimes that's actually a whole year of movie viewing. Uh, everything's been cancelled. So here we are. <laughs> Everything is cancelled. <laughs> uh, about to watch... Soul, which is a movie we've been so excited to see. It looks incredible from the trailers, and I think. Looks like classic Pixar. Devastating that the first black lead of a Pixar movie, which in itself is shocking, that that's only happening now, is being sent to a streaming service. Yeah. It's so disappointing. This movie should have opened in cinemas. I'm gutted it's on Disney Plus. No shade to Disney Plus, the great service, but. I want to see this movie in the cinema. Is it available in the cinemas as well? Not that we can go because we're in... The cinemas are all closed. We're so in lockdown. We're in tier four lockdown here in the UK. Cinemas are closed, so... It's like... I, I feel like... Like when we watched Coco in the cinema and we were just blown away by the depiction of the culture and everything we saw on screen was so beautiful. And that's what I... I won from this movie and but then arguably this will get a bigger audience I know but I want to see it on a big I want to see it on a big screen same I'm with you I'm not I'm just uh, Uh, I'm just and it's just it is just rubbish that the film with the first black lead is being released on a streaming service and not where it should be which is in the cinema yeah Um, but other than that we're really excited and we're going to try and watch it with our three year old Oscar see what he thinks of it it's funny with some Pixar movies he loves them and some he'll completely tune out so we don't know how this one's going to go I, I will say all in all considering the year that's in it and that normally this day Stephen's Day Boxing Day is a, the, one of the biggest in the year for cinema um, because a lot of people like to go for a, a long walk which we're doing now and a, and a trip to the cinema I myself would love a trip to the cinema right now <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Considering that I, I think that we have a new Pixar movie and it's available in our homes, 
there is an element of there's a positive element oh, of yeah. convenience around that. I'm and thrilled I'm, it's I'm, not just I'm, I'm happy about that. Like I'm thrilled they haven't you know just done a James Bond and cancelled it completely. Not that yeah. I want to watch James Bond, but no, they're doing the right thing. Bring it out. Like you know, it can't just sit on the shelf forever. So yeah, excited. Yeah, and um, so apologies for the wind as well. It's very windy here today. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. What do you, you what do you know about this movie? Or I've only seen a trailer. I tried to keep myself away from too much. Same. I've seen the trailer. Uh, it's kind of inside outy kind of vibe. It looks to me like it looks to me from a trailer like Inside Out meets Coco. But who knows? I think we should just go watch it. Come okay, back and talk fine. About yeah. It. All right. But so I want it to be good. I want it to be really, really good because. When Pixar gets it right, like no one's better than them, and I'm in the mood for a nice, heartwarming movie. Yeah, with right. amazing music, which I'm expecting from this movie too. All right, so uh, see you after the the Pixar Soul, Pixar Soul, Soul. Music is all I think about. From the moment I wake up in the morning to the moment I fall asleep at night, I was born to play. My reason for living. Hello? What the? Wow! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Help! I'm not done! Holy! Oh my goodness! Hmm. This weed. The council. There's a soul missing. No. Is it H E double hockey sticks? Hell, hell, hell. Quiet coyotes. <laughs> no, it's the great before. This is where new souls get their personalities, quirks, and interest before they go to Earth. Here we are. Don't worry, you can't crush a soul here. That's what life on Earth is for. Hi, we're back. We are out for a walk again on this uh, windy, windy day. Yeah. <laughs> and we watched uh, Pixar Soul of an afternoon. Pixar Soul. We watched Soul with Why our Why do you keep putting a Pixar I don't know. Soul. Help me. It's I've forgotten, called Soul. I've forgotten how to podcast. It's because it says Pixar Soul all over Disney Plus. That's why. Yeah. Um, Soul. We watched Soul. Yeah. Mind in there. There's a tractor coming. <laughs> there's a tractor coming. Um, so... Um, Kathy, what did you see? This is the okay. This is the problem. Not only with this whole um, streaming thing and watching new movies at home thing. There's a lot of problems associated with that. But one big problem I have is that our podcast is kind of ruined. Not only because we're, we're not able to walk home from the cinema, but also the part of the delight for me of our doing our podcast is the coming out and genuinely most of the time not knowing what you've thought of a movie. Yeah, same. and then finding out. Like with with everyone who's listening, and often being surprised, and sometimes I'm able to tell from your frustrated body language. Um, but when it's not the same at home, because we now, admittedly we had to watch this in two parts. Um, so and you're taking breaks. Three-year-olds. This, this was, movie don't work on three-year-olds. It was really interesting, right, watching with Oscar, because he loved it when it was in the real world. And as soon as it went into the 2D soul world, he was jumping on the sofa, he was climbing on her laps. Which he is was interesting. Like, I would have assumed it would have been the other way around. But. I, yeah, but, well, it's an interesting one and we'll get to it. But the visuals, for me, were very much more stimulating in the real world. And he was following the character 
and he was excited to be watching a new movie with us like it was kind of a big deal because we don't often all sit down together to watch a new movie um, because as much as we love Oscar we don't really like sitting down to watch Paw Patrol with him um, <laughs> so it was it, I found it so interesting how quickly he tuned out so anyway we ended up watching it in two parts on an iPad is that any way to be watching a no, movie and, and so let's preface this review with we did not watch it the right way however we watched it how most of you probably watched it which is on a small screen with some pausing yeah so flat out we hate that we watched it that way we, we'll get that out of the way now we shouldn't have watched it in that way yeah but I hated look, it as he, well he wasn't we didn't have access to it on the TV at the time I think that basically I'd be very surprised if any kid under the age of 10 was into this movie just based on how how lofty the concepts were and and how interesting and very cleverly done the 2D animation was of the soul world but I just don't know I don't just see to, it I'd it, love to, to know if any of your kids liked there. it just to jump in there the the, so, the, the the world of first of all no spoilers yet uh, if you're first time listening to this uh, welcome uh, we'll do a spoiler street section later but uh, no spoilers yet but ju- broadly speaking yeah, the, the, the world of the afterlife or the sort of in-between life that you're describing that's not 2D that's, that was 3D sorry but all the like characters were 2D oh yes I, the, just... I, I loved that idea the Jerry's and Terry's the gatekeepers of of uh, the souls were were illustrated in 2D which is very, a really interesting concept and a yeah well let's talk more we'll talk about that in a bit but anyway my overall thoughts of the movie all that aside <clears throat> is I loved the character of Joe Um. I loved how they made New York. I felt like I was in New York. I felt a bit it's lonely. Incredibly real looking. It, it looked like New York shot in real sunlight. It was incredible, and I it made me really lonely for like going on holidays, being in a bustling place, all the noise. I it was like it felt in very stark contrast to our current lives, um, and I thought it was incredible. And you know we said it, it is the first black lead in a Pixar movie and we all know that in all screen the overrepresentation of white people is a chronic problem and our son who is white and has lived a very sheltered life this year as most children have so he's been rarely exposed to anyone outside his immediate family unit which is a white family unit he said it was incredible we were watching it together and Joe's playing the piano and Oscar says why are his hands brown? And we said, because some people have brown hands, some people have white hands. And then Oscar said, oh, I have pink hands. And then we kept watching it (laughs) again. Oscar's hands, in fact, did look very pink in that moment. But I just thought, oh, my God, like, this is just a little three-year-old boy who's lived a very sheltered life the last year, so doesn't remember all the variety of people he used to see in 2019. And, yeah, I thought that was actually a very profound moment and a little... An interesting, like, sweet moment with our child, and I thought this is exactly why. It shows I, why it's important why to have representation. representation. is yeah. incredibly important, and yeah, so that was like a. I found that a lovely moment with Oscar, um, but I loved all that stuff, right? And then I thought it was incredible. I loved Joe as a musician. I loved him as a teacher. I loved his audition scene for his big break. His passion. His music. Like, I mean, I think Jamie Foxx was great casting for him. And I thought, like, his piano playing was exquisite. As a very mediocre pianist, I was blown away by the piano. Um, But for me, (laughs) that's the world I wanted to stay in. And I actually didn't really enjoy the afterlife world at all. Uh, I found it very jarring. And I, 
I, yeah, I, di- I just didn't like how they how they animated it. Albeit, I can see creatively, it's very clever what they did. I I found it very hollow. I wanted to get back to the real world, follow Joe the musician, and and watch all of that. And it almost felt like two different movies to me. And I have to say, I was very disappointed to lose the lovely world filled with these incredible black characters and go to this pastel world with kind of souls with Caspers who had no race I just felt really disappointed by it I thought why why are you going to all the effort of making this incredible world with this black musician and jazz isn't that kind of a nice point though that our souls don't have race that doesn't matter no but but I didn't like any of the soul stuff because well I don't care I've seen Inside Out already like this is just Inside Out 2.0 this other stuff I want to see Joe's incredible world I want to follow a jazz musician I I don't need to see Inside Out again I've seen that I loved that and then I was just surprised to find that like the other main character in the movie was Tina Fey who's a white woman and and for a lot of the movie actually her voice is the predominant voice I was surprised to find that too no shade on Tina Fey I think she's great I thought she did a brilliant job as a voice actress I just was like what's going on here you know like when we watched Coco I felt truly immersed in that culture and it was like we were watching a Mexican film with Mexican characters and I loved that like when we watched Moana we were totally immersed in that culture I loved that I just felt like in this movie I wasn't there to watch Tina Fey in a pastel world talking I was there to watch Joe in his world so I was I have to say disappointed by that creative choice albeit I think Tina Fey did a great job um, so I just every moment on earth with Joe I loved and all the other moments I didn't love and that's all I'll say till we get to spoiler tree okay um well, back to my earlier point. Like, I kind of know all this because you. It was obvious that <laughs> we couldn't help talking about it a bit. You can't help talking as it. you pause it so while I your child of, climbs on your lap. I know, so I'm kind of missing out on this uh, surprise element. But look, um, that said, I mean, you already kind of know that I. I kind of feel a bit similarly. But I, um, I really, I really like this movie. I think it's very good, and I think there's a lot to really like and there's a lot to admire about it but I didn't love it and I think that's that's what's interesting to pick apart for me is why I didn't love this movie and I didn't engage with it emotionally same no emotion like usually we are bawling at a Pixar movie yeah like Coco got me good Onward got me good which surprised me because they both came out this year this and Onward and of the two to look at I would have said Soul is I would veer towards Soul This is going to be the one That's going to get me Now I still prefer Soul to Onward But I agree Onward is more emotionally satisfying Yeah and now Onward is playing with um, Very familiar tropes of Grief and longing, and you know, but they're, they're, but they're very recognizable human emotions. Yeah, this movie is very complex, like philosophically and intellectually. Yes, which to, is to its credit, yeah. and I think it. Mas- you need to watch it again. I think. Yeah, I kind of would like to watch it again. Yeah, and I think again credit to the movie for like just attempting to tackle these things and have a kind of a point of view um, about life and the purpose of life like very lofty ideals and like you said quite philosophical and introspective um, and I admire that and ultimately I think the message that you're left with is one of, is is one um, is one of uh, is uplifting and 
left me uh, left me kind of satisfied and feeling good. However, it it's nothing. Even leave me that satisfied. But, it, but it's nothing. But it's nothing kind of new or exciting. And that's the other thing I felt like was interesting about this movie, despite the fact that the plot is in. Like constantly surprised me Yeah the plot We like, never predicted Where the plot would go No and the trailer Doesn't give you much Actually I, the, So the, the plot Kept surprising me And I like being surprised So I was like Massive kudos to them Like I didn't predict Where any Most of this was going Until maybe the very end um, But On the flip side It kind of felt like It kind of didn't know What it was And it was Hopping and skipping Around a lot And what, what That kind of to your point felt jarring because it's set between two different locations um, well, do you know and then it becomes a the, different movie kind of halfway through do you know it was co-directed but um, it was two directors one of whom was black I which, thought it was just Pete Doctor. no there was then a co-director and he came in later in the process and he basically said it was a mess when he came in oh really and it's, it's a bit like we, we oh often my god find it's windy I'm sorry windy. we often find this with, with projects like this I, I feel like you can feel it's conflicting minds or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just... It, it was jarringly all over the place. I just was like, bring me back to New York. I want to be in New York. Stop shifting me out of it into this weird other thing that is... I don't know what it is. Well, let's go into the detail of that in spoiler yeah. in a second. But just to, just to sort of draw a line under, under my feelings about it. I think it is really good. I want to watch it again. But I didn't love it. and I, And I didn't... And I'm disappointed that I didn't get that experience. But that... Oh, whoops. Just in a big puddle. Um, <laughs> so for me, it's like... The problem is if I detach myself from my expectations and from my perceptions and hopes for Pixar um, as a whole, I can acknowledge that my bar is so incredibly high yeah. for this studio. So if I... But our it, bar shouldn't be that high because they've let us down a few times now. Yeah, I know. They certainly are not at their heyday, no, which not. Pete Doctor was a part of, which is, for me, up Wally, you know, that kind of, that, that run. I can't believe he made Up. The guy who made, the, sorry, but the person who made the opening montage of Up made this movie. And talk about the variance in emotional impact. Yeah, and that's what... when this movie ended, we both turned to each other and went, huh? <laughs> no. We initially said, Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like it felt. I, I, yeah, we didn't get the gut punch. You don't get the up gut punch. You don't get the cocoa gut punch. Um, no. Which, uh, you know, you could say is perhaps, you know, if, if I'm being forgiving, I would say, you know, perhaps those things are just uh, manipulate, you know, obvious emotional manipulation and that this movie is trying to tackle something more but however you can have both you can I have want both. emotional yeah, exactly. manipulation exactly and, and there were a few moments in this movie where I felt like I should be getting that and let's let's go into spoilers I think we should go now. to spoilers now this is not us not recommending the movie by the way yeah. I really recommend you watch it there's it is, loads to take in it's gorgeous it's yeah. clever it's also funny yeah I, it I, is I funny. laughed quite a few times I like the characters but it's like it's not it's just not up there with what I know this studio can achieve and I think the fact that you've said it's kind of had two different directors and uh, it, it's just they didn't quite nail it and often that's it's just... almost like they were it's almost like they were trying to tackle so much and it's such a difficult thing to tackle and it, they just got bogged down in it all and it's like I know I always get this expression wrong is it like they can't see they can't the... see the <laughs> the trees for the forest the trees from the forest what were you going to say 
the wood from the trees. <laughs> uh, they can see. It's like at, at its Funny, core. Funny, because we're actually in a wood right we, now. We've wandered into it. At, at its core, what's the movie about? And I don't think I could actually tell you. What's it all about? Whereas if you ask me what Coco's about, I can tell you what Coco's about. Tell me what Coco's about. It's about a young boy who loves music and feels disconnected from his family and he wants to kind of reconnect with his family whilst continuing his journey in loving music. That's kind of how yeah. I describe it. I don't actually know how to do a synopsis for Soul. Okay, well, let's, let's go into <laughs> Spoiler Street and you can give it a go. Uh, right, so spoilers now for uh, Pixar's Soul. Uh, so you've got a five-second warning now. Three, two... One, you better have gone and watched it and streamed it by now. Come on, guys, it's readily available. Like us, you can have a, a seven-hour gap between the first half of this movie and the second half of this movie. Yeah, hundred percent, definitely kill the momentum, and we we admit that. I know. I'm so, t- and I think perhaps we would have. If we'd been perhaps sitting, we would have been a bit more immersed in. This is the problem. Yeah. If, if we had been sitting in a room for two hours. Perhaps we might have felt closer to that emotional engagement. I suspect not um, entirely. I suspect we would have enjoyed it more. Probably would have enjoyed it a I bit mean, more. Oscar climbing on my lap and jumping up and down on the sofa next to me. <laughs> Didn't help. Did not help. And then us eventually pausing it because he was crying. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what is the synopsis of this movie? So Joe, a music teacher who has been trying to get his big break for a long time uh, and is dissatisfied with his career gets an incredible break with this wonderful saxophonist he plays this incredible jazz solo on the piano in an audition and he enters the zone he and I, I loved zone. I loved the idea of I loved this, all that the this ideas. is an actual physical place yeah I thought in, that was brilliant in the sort of in between worlds that people enter That's and he a, enters the zone incredible concept nails the audition basically gets hired and then immediately dies yeah. and I just don't understand why? Why are we watching a movie where our protagonist, in this incredibly rich world that I absolutely loved, they've got all the effort of drawing it all out, and then within ten minutes he dies and goes to another world after like fulfilling his dream. Why is your problem with that? That's fu- that's the that's the hook. That's the concept of this movie. I just that's tra- that that if you I didn't take like that it. sorry, Kathy, if My you take that away, like it's it. just. You're just watching an animated movie about a, a musician. That's what I wanted to watch. You just wanted to watch that. I wanted to watch Joe's journey. <laughs> and then, okay. But sorry, was, he goes. He literally goes on I a know. journey. And it was. It was. It was funny. Like, but that's the, sorry. They that, played with us. I disagree with you. I think that's an incredible conflict that you, a person who is a, on the cusp of getting everything they've ever wanted, and then it's taken away very tragically. And the, that, that is the, dri- the driving force of Joe throughout this whole movie is incredible. The, and and they, they acknowledge the, the, the fact that he's trying to get back to Earth. And Tina Fey's character, 22, who it did enjoy, says at one point, like, I'm inspired by, by your, your, um, your I'm going to paraphrase it, but I'm, I'm inspired by your commitment to get back to your completely terrible life. Yeah. <laughs> something no, like that. it was Do all you know? funny. I'm just saying, I express as a viewer, I was very disappointed when that happened. And then... I did enjoy him trying to get back to his life and like you know he kind of came to the realisation that he hadn't achieved anything he wanted to do with his life and kind of simultaneously he's trying to mentor 22 and they did make a joke about like why does your voice sound like an annoying white woman like that was funny how interesting sorry to just on that note the, the that moment was really interesting when you go into the 
whatever it was, the Hall of Memories or something, or the I forget what they called it, when uh, he's pretending to be this very accomplished psychologist and then uh, we're seeing that, that person's achievements spread out in front of him in 22. And then it, he puts his hand over the, whatever, the gidmigog and uh, it becomes his achievements. And then it's very him sitting in front of the TV. Yeah, that and was sad. Of, that, that, that hit me. I was like, wow, if you got to that moment and it was like, what did I achieve but what I really liked imagine how much TV is in our montage (laughs) I know it's just me like I was watching this movie and then going out for a windy walk it's pretty much all we've accomplished there's so much to get into in the movie and I kind of don't even want to get into all the plot points other than I I kept waiting because I kept waiting for like what is the message of the movie and I I I thought it was interesting the way that on the soul stuff it was like they were trying to differentiate they were saying you, your soul doesn't have a purpose as in like you have to be a pianist or you have to be your a doctor your spark is not your purpose your spark is yeah. not your purpose but then they never kind of told us what the spark what it, what was the spark like was it that you wanted to live no I, I'm left confused by what the movie was trying because totally got the it's not your purpose thing like Joe your purpose in life isn't to play the piano and I thought it was going to come around to the fact that Joe's purpose in life was actually to inspire um like children through his teaching and like he inspired 22 but then I don't know none of that kind of came I, together I don't actually know what Joe's spark was well, no, I you know what his, sorry you know what his spark was you don't know what his purpose was that's what you're saying but what was his spark his spark was music but they were saying a spark that's, isn't a thing no they were saying your spark is no but your spark is not <laughs> your purpose that's what Jerry said to him and that's a really interesting okay, line okay but what was his purpose then because at the end all he said is I'm going to live every day like it's my last that's the, that's the thing there is no the movie doesn't tell you explicitly and I thought it was really clever and interesting and the way I read this was the I wanted Joe to like go back on earth no, to make okay. children's lives better Cathy the, there's no the, the point that I read from this was that nobody is given a purpose no, it, not every individual soul has like this is your purpose. This is your purpose. This is your purpose. That's they, existentialism. They given, you know that your existence precedes your essence. So you exist first, and then you're alive, and then your essence is created by you. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that. Well, there you go. I, you, you have the philosophy degree. Me, if everyone didn't <laughs> know that, the only thing, actually has a philosophy that's like degree. The only thing I remember. <laughs> Surprised from you degree. didn't engage in this movie more then. Um, no, because. Show me Joe playing the piano and being in a band. Okay, can I just answer this question then? The, yeah. for, so, the, so that Jerry didn't tell him this is your purpose, nor did he discover this is my purpose. What he discovered was the preciousness of life, and that he experienced that through twenty-two experiencing it for the first time. Well, am I the only so one with the whole movie? Was like twenty-two, the Taylor Swift song. I don't know the Taylor. That's Swift. That's it, twenty-two. Okay. Um, <laughs> you were the only one in this room um, so that I think that is quite life affirming the the whole and I thought it was um, conveyed very uh, very subtly and well which is just well, those little moments of like those little moments of um, just lying on a just a, I, lo- I loved the childlike innocence of I loved how 22 they did all that, experiencing yeah. this life like for the first time pizza. through this grown man's body <laughs> he's eating I loved I have to, I love all of that he's like just eating like, pizza when he was in the cat and 22 was in his body yeah the movie kind of comes alive that then. was really the freaky friday stuff was yeah, good as soon as they got back to earth I was with it yeah it was I'm with you like, I, I thought I wanted more of that like here, here interestingly 
when they were in the so-called zone or afterlife, whatever the fuck it was, I zoned out. Same. I'm actually... I'm, and then I'm, as soon as I came back to New York, I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. I love meeting Joe's mom. I love meeting Joe's barber. I loved yeah. watching all the silliness of, yes, yes, yes. of 22 trying to be Joe. And then actually, like, 22 is like, you know, and, meaningful and, conversations with people. And Joe's like, oh, I've won't. I've only ever spoken to this person about jazz before. Yeah, that's really good. And that she's was like, great. why have we only ever spoken about jazz? He's like, because you never asked me anything about my life. And Joe realizes that like his fixation with jazz is like actually made him a real dullard. Which which was sorry, which was another amazing thing that this movie presented in a throwaway line when we get that exposition scene when they're going through the um the zone and we meet the lost souls and then Graham Norton, who we'll talk about in a minute, oh my God, his stop. character Moonwalker I could not or whatever it was, that. he says, um, Lost souls are, you know, we, we get the funny il- illustration of somebody who's a stockbroker and they save the stockbroker and they come to life in the middle of the... Yeah, that like, was funny. That, that's an obvious lost soul. But what was interesting was that the movie presents that um, your spark and your passion, when you, when you enter the zone and when you, you, you sort of commune between worlds, which is an amazing idea, if, if you focus on that too much, it becomes an obsession. And then you become a lost soul that way as well. And that's kind of what uh, Joe is bordering on for this whole movie. He's just movie. chasing a high. He's chasing, yeah, he's yeah. chasing something that doesn't, and when he doesn't fulfill does, you. It, it is just, it's, it's almost like a drug. When and he he's missed it, out the, the actual point of but life. But it is a drug. Like, people are addicted to fame, celebrity. Yeah. Like, when Joe finally gets on that stage and has, like, the most incredible, like... Musical performance of his life, and, and after and it, it doesn't goes, fulfill. Well, he goes, "What now?" And she's like, "Now we go home and we do it tomorrow." Sorry, that was that a, was really good. That's an brilliant moment. Yeah. And then those little scenes. But again, that was a moment when we were back watching Joe living his life. I know. Yeah, I'm with you. And 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 those scenes and those scenes. Um, and then he's just on the subway. Following and he's that, so the depressed. subway yeah. scene is so subtly done. So the fact, in fact, the more I talk about this movie, the more I'm liking it and admiring it in retrospect. So I think again, this is like my feeling is I think this is a. Really really great movie with interesting ideas and is very accomplished but I still I'm, I'm admiring it and liking it but I'm not in, I'm not hitting it with my my emotions you know I'm like that's very well done and very crafted and it's making me think it's an interesting thing because um, a couple of people messaged us about it saying that they like loved the soul world yeah okay let's talk about that because you and I both thought it was pretty dull Right, I think you kind of said. What did you say earlier? Like pastel. I, I was, a, I was a bit sort of. I like, I like that they made it sort of simple. I enjoyed. I actually, when we first got there, I enjoyed how they executed it. I, I did like the two D kind of lines. I thought that was all quite cool. I enjoyed the voice actors. I genuinely enjoyed all of that. Um, I just got bored when it went on. Like, it's not interesting when it's not interesting when you have extended. the action scenes of this pirate ship. With these um, sort of hippie marauders yeah. saving lost souls. That was just so out of place. That's and not like, interesting. And, and actually, I love Graham Norton, by the way, so it's no shade on Graham Norton, but I was like, why am I listening to Graham Norton driving too, a ship? That is not what too, I came to this movie he's for. He's too recognisable for this role. And I but agree. It's not what really, we were there for. No, and, and none of that, all that didn't really amount to much Never except. Never paid off. Except delivering exposition yeah. and, provide, and then providing a sort of. Um, a conduit for our uh, for the, the climax of this movie yeah, i.e. It was, it was Joe making the realisation then entering the zone then finding this then just so he can save 22's lost soul but we could have done all that from the first time we met Graham Norton when he explained that's the zone 
Like I didn't think we needed to revisit all that again because the stuff just, that I thought was yeah. really fun was at the very beginning when we first like when Joe first is like supposed to be going up to heaven on this conveyor belt and he kind of falls off and ends up in the wrong place I thought all that stuff was really funny and I really enjoyed like how desperately he was trying to get back to earth because he's just about to have his big break and then the room where we meet all like the tutors of the souls and, and we meet yeah, like the there's Academy a soul number 7 billion and... trillion and then number 22 because she's been through everyone she's been through like Mother Teresa Abraham Lincoln yeah yeah like, yeah it was so funny how they just kept showing us the people who had tried to tutor 22 so I loved all that stuff I agree as we talk about it when you pinpoint on it it really was just the, the unnecessary Graham Norton in a boat scene yeah that bit that bit didn't land and the just and but I also felt like that's not an interesting it wasn't an interesting place no. Um, that that sort of vast wasteland with lost souls wandering about. It was kind of ugly. About. Again, a preface this by we were watching it on an iPad. So maybe it would have looked cool on the big screen. But it was kind of ugly. I want to go back to like sunlit New York. I want to go back to the subway. I want to go back to like Joe in a smoky jazz club. Like that was the beautiful, that's stuff I've never really seen that's in an animation. That's just photorealistic. Yeah. It, was quite, it was quite incredible. And, and I think Pixar have nailed that. It was incredible. Um, I remember when we watched The Good Dinosaur a while ago, we said that there felt like a real clash between this photorealistic world and these really cartoony dinosaurs, um, dinosaurs yeah. and animals. Behind them, it looked real, like the, the, the grass and the sky and everything. And then the dinosaurs kind of looked like that teddy bears. That looked wrong. They, looked out, they, looked, they were clashing. However, I feel like they found a really nice go-between here. Where, and they um, looked fake, except the saxophonist who was voiced by Angela Bassett. She looks real. Yeah, but that. that but that, the rest of them look. But they all have a cartoon vibe yeah. about them. Like, but but it worked. Like it didn't Joe's feel, body. They loved, didn't feel like they were clashing with their environment. I love the way Joe was like really like long and lean and skinny, but then but had, had like a little middle aged spread. Yeah, and, like, yeah. So <laughs> like then when that. he when he goes to put on and it was kind of cartoonish like how skinny the rest of him was and then he goes to put on the suit because he needs to look smart and he's like it still fits it still fits and 22 just bends down and the whole thing split like I just thought all that stuff was really funny and then I absolutely adored the scene with Joe's mother who was like a seamstress or she I, I couldn't quite tell if she owned a, like she was a seamstress or owned a laundromat or something anyway something to do with clothes and um Joe and her have this really frank discussion where she's like take the teaching job he's been finally offered a permanent job as well of course on the day he dies he was just about to get a pension and why can't he have the permanent job and do these nightclub bit stuff bit I didn't night? get yeah. bit I didn't get like you can play, you can be a permanent full time teacher <laughs> we have permanent jobs and we moon- moonlight <laughs> as podcast I mean like it would be probably tiring to play every night in a jazz club and he probably has to go on tour and stuff but I felt like he should have taken the job because it wasn't it wasn't like oh you want to be a musician but you have to take a job driving a digger like yeah. you're teaching music man with a pension that's actually pretty good um, so but I love the scene with his mother when she was like he's like but dad was a musician and you supported him and she's like how do you think your dad lived like that is because I paid the bills through my business and like you have no one to pay your bills and she's having a very frank conversation with him and then he somehow wins her around because 22's in him and 22 speaks differently than how he does. That felt unearned to me. I liked it though because I just loved when she gave but him I a dad I didn't understand suit. why she suddenly... Like he just... She, 22 gave a throwaway line about... I don't remember what it was but it was one line seemed to convince her. And I then she was, was just because, totally on board for the rest of the movie. But I think it's because Joe normally is just a broken record and like yeah. because 22 was inside him. I just loved when he put on his dad's suit and he looked so handsome and all but that th- stuff. Those were the moments for me where I felt like I this should be a big hit and emotional moment for me and it's not landing. 
and um, those were the that and, was the most emotional and then moment. I also thought I was going to get one with Connie his student who just kind of they, they, they dropped that plot halfway through that didn't really feel resolved it's like Connie's brilliant but she's conflicting and then she just runs off and 22 helps her and I was like yeah I agree that didn't I mean this is why I kept thinking it was going to come back because we meet like the drummer of the band that that hooks him up for this audition and he's like oh you're the only reason like I went to school because I loved your band and it's like you kind of got glimmers of the fact that Joe was like this incredible teacher and I wanted yeah. it to be like at the end like I kind of had a notion and obviously I've watched too many cheesy movies of like he should be the, the teacher kids. not the musician exactly yeah. and yeah. all the kids he's helped whether they end up being musicians or just like the hard work and ethic he's taught them of learning an instrument which is really difficult is fruitful for them in later life that's kind of where I thought it was going and that's not to say it was interesting or that's where it should have gone but I was waiting for something like that but then at the very yeah, end too. the movie like Joe goes back to earth and it's just like he, he, has a, he has a deep breath of fresh air he has a deep breath of fresh air <laughs> and, and the movie it. ended and we're like no maybe there was a post I kind of like the subtlety of that though but it's way too subtle like we're talking about a kids movie being released on Christmas yeah. day like well, like Disney you said, I, I'm with you. Like you said, I don't know is who's the audience for I don't, this. It's I don't a 100% know. Hundred percent an adult audience. You're right, I'm, but I feel like a 12 year old plus maybe might might take something away from this. Um, but it's yeah, I, I I can't. And also, do you also think that like the music was so stunning? I loved it. Yeah. But there wasn't enough of it. Yeah. Like when I come away, from, I keep talking the about the score. Is, uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus, Ro- Atticus oh, Ross. It's incredible. Yeah. But again, it wasn't like I didn't get to hear enough of it. So, I, yeah, I just... Will we, li- will we leave it I there? I should I, leave it there I'm because like, clearly we both enjoyed loads of elements of it. I'd love to know what you guys thought of it. I like it more... Ta- I like talking about <laughs> it, um, which means... It's like a good philosophy book. It's, subst- it's interesting to talk about. It ain't interesting to read. No, but it is No, but it is interesting to watch and I would happily watch it again. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the thing. We, oh, the... the we're coming at this with what sounds like a bit of reticence about this movie, but it's largely just based in um, like disappointment of our expectations weren't met. But this is still a very like to, the fact that this the fact that this movie was just made and produced, and it's about um, it's a bit like essentially a, a aimed at a family or young audience with. Um, a subject matter of like you said existentialism but and with it's no set religion in, which is interesting yes very interesting and, but also but also set in uh, a sort of jazz and uh, black culture and music so so it's like I would never 20 years ago have said this is going to be one of the big hits but isn't of the it year. interesting when you compare it to Coco because Coco was all also about death and souls and yeah they are quite similar you're right yeah it's, it's very similar but but Coco in terms of a coherent film is leagues above I mean, this Coco one. just had that song, right? I mean, Coco um, had a lot of good songs. Now, uh, right, thank you everyone for listening. Let us know what you thought of uh, Soul. It's and did you watch it on a big screen? Like, do you think it's one that we should, on another day, like, pull out our projector for? And, like, is it worth putting on the big screen? Yeah, I think I think, I it, think it will be. Yeah. And I think let's leave it a few months. Let us know what you thought. Um, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and rate us that would be the best Christmas gift you could ever give us Um, and we'll be back in a couple of days because we are of course going to record our best and worst movies of the year episode which were and TV and TV two episodes as always TV where we've like uh, a wealth of things to choose from oh my god this was a good year for TV film not Uh, so much being (laughs) locked in a house with two children can't say we've had the best film viewing year 
Um, well, I think there were amazing <laughs> films released this year. We just didn't see any. Honestly, we missed a lot of them because, yeah. you know, so many of the movies that came out this year uh, didn't hit cinemas and, and ended up on small platforms and stuff. And, like, if we were full-time film critics and had access to all the screeners, we could have watched them. But almost all of them were actually very difficult to source and watch. Yeah. Um, and not being able to go to a cinema where we'd normally catch them. So anyway... That's coming. We have um, to put that list together. Sadly, I don't... I, I thought this movie was going to be on my list. I'm just going to say it now. It's not going to be on my top five of the year. Oh, honourable mentions, though. It had a spot in there. I had, I had reserved a spot for it, presuming <laughs> it would be in my top five. Can you believe that? Like Coco. Oh. The year Coco came out, it was either my one or two. And the year Moana came out, it was my one, oh, I think. Moana is so rewatchable. Um, so and I think the year Zootropolis might have made my top five. So I usually have. It did I remember you tried to put them both in the same spot? Like, absolutely <laughs> cheated. So you. So honestly, the place that it was reserved for, I now have to think what to put in. Um, okay. But anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Dave, for being a wonderful husband. Thank I you. I thoroughly enjoyed being locked into a house with you all year. Likewise, and <laughs> thank you for um, making me appreciate life and fresh air <laughs> and breathing. And just my purpose is just to walk on quiet roads with you in windy days <laughs> and talk about movies <laughs> right okay and that's my spark bye, okay thanks. bye everyone bye. if you want to talk to us by the way we've got to say at the cinemile on facebook twitter instagram uh, the cinemile at gmail.com if you want to email us and we love we'll always write back yeah uh, bye everyone bye don't miss out on the joys of life <laughs> like uh, pizza i can't smell we can't We can't taste either? All that stuff is in your body. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.